everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ripple Effect Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We are here at episode seven, and we're so grateful to be here with you today. I'm joined uh, by the lovely Mary, and I'm also joined by lovely Bethany today. And we'll get to introducing Bethany and talking with her. Uh, she is one of the counseling ministers here at Timberlake Christian Church, and we'll talk a little bit more about her and introduce you to her in a little bit. But before we get started, we just want to let you know this episode is sponsored by Lindor Chocolates. Um, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Not L Lindor. Lindor? Is it a hard O? Like a, does it say its name? Lindor? You'd have to look that up. Like open the door? <laughs> Lindor Chocolates. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And um, gentlemen, if you're listening to this and you don't know why your uh, significant other is mad at you, it could be because you forgot it's Valentine's Day. Um, all my single people, uh, happy Valentine's Day to you too. You matter. And, uh, and you are loved as well. Can we say that? Absolutely. Okay, we can say that as well. Um, anyway, so go spend lots of money on chocolates that you may or may not need, and we hope that you enjoy this Valentine's Day. Uh, well, welcome to the podcast. What we're going to do is we uh, review the weekend. We talk about the TLCC top three, uh, the top three things you need to know coming up. We also have a spotlight, uh, a ministry or a person that we spotlight and highlight uh, what they're doing. And then we end with a blessing. So let's get right to it. Mary, how was your weekend? It was great. I took kids to Superstart, which is a CIY event for fourth and fifth graders. Okay, pause. What is CIY? CIY is Christ in Youth. And they're an organization that puts on teaching slash worship slash fun events for high schoolers, preteens, and uh, middle schoolers. And they... The different age groups have different events that you can go to. They host them all around the country in multiple locations. So we right now go to um, the event in St. Louis because yep. that's the closest one to us that okay. works with our schedule. Great. So we so take fourth and fifth graders. Mm -hmm. we, stay, we go to a sessions. We stay overnight. So they're getting practice in all kinds of life skills like ordering their own food at fast food remembering all their stuff, managing their own money. But um, amongst that, we are worshiping, and the stories and the scriptures and the truths are told through drama and singing and scripture and small group time, and it's just a lot of fun. It does seem like a lot of fun. Um, this year's theme was emotions. Yeah. All right. It's called unscripted. Unscripted. And so it's talking about emotions, and sometimes we find ourselves in those situations where our emotions are taking over, and we're not heightened. sure what to say next. Is and anything could happen. And so um, we talked about um, whatever emotions we're feeling, Jesus felt it too. Yeah. And so like he relates to us, and and he um, gives us promises through his word. And it also highlighted some of the scriptures like Psalms, yeah. where there's a variety of emotion that's expressed to God, and all of it, um, it eventually points us back to God. Yeah, and a fourth grader or fifth grader has lots of emotions, <laughs> I'm sure you're well aware of. Yeah. And what a great tool to, or just skill, to even be thinking about uh, whatever I'm feeling, Jesus has felt it too, and I can bring that to him. Yeah. Anyway, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. 
my daughter came back and she, because my daughter went, uh, and she said there was a, 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 a motion for each emotion. Like it was like a wheel that was spun, uh-huh. and then you do like the emotion to go along with uh-huh. it. She's very excited about it. And the, they, they also got um, journals mm-hmm. to help them you know, write down and identify it. And in the back of those journals was like the wheel of emotions. And then it broke it down mm-hmm. even more. So like so in nice. happiness, it could also be contentment and things like that. Cool. And so then it also gave it, it was very similar to that. A wheel yes. of emotion, emotion, a feeling yeah. wheel. And so we talked about sometimes we don't always know what we're feeling. So right. sometimes that helps to have some options to cool. go, mm, is it this or that? And, yeah. and it also had some scriptures that were also color coded. So they could see where wow. those emotions also pop up in scripture. It sounds like we we need to send some adults to this. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like we all could probably use this teaching. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Um I the weekend was good at church. Uh Bethany, you didn't go to church this weekend, did you? I was in Milwaukee. I was traveling this weekend. Ah, uh-huh. okay. Yeah. Uh you went and saw a friend? Yes, I did. Did it go well? Yes, it went great. Yeah. All right. I almost saw your sisters there, but we didn't. We weren't able to meet up. Yeah, my sister lives in Milwaukee, and she just had a baby, yeah. and you didn't get to see her. No, and Allie was there too. I was hoping to see them. Oh, that's right, Allie we was. Just, there. We couldn't make it happen. Yeah, Milwaukee's a big city. It is. Yeah, Milwaukee's a great art museum. All right, let's not get off track talking about Milwaukee. Okay, that's not why we're here. Um, but I'm glad you're saying no. No big snow on the way back. No, was... the weather was beautiful. Okay, good. we did go ice skating. That was fun. That's nice. That's yeah. good. I did not go ice skating this weekend. Uh, this weekend we reviewed uh, the second installment of our core values uh, sermon series. The first core value is we embrace the truth of Jesus, and this week is we love as family. And Brian did a great job talking about that. If you missed that episode or the episode, sermon. these are podcasts. Uh, <laughs> these are episodes. The sermon go to uh, tlcc.church, and his his real focus on that was was unity and how we love one another because we are the family of God and what that looks like. It looks like uh, giving generously. It looks like serving one another, being committed to each other. Uh, and it was a good reminder. So that was the weekend. We hope your weekend went well. Uh, and uh, we hope that coming into this week, uh, you were encouraged and uh, inspired. So uh, let's get to TLCC top three. This is kind of a down week. We have a couple things coming up that we want to let you know about. The first thing uh, that we want to let you know is coming up is the Missouri Christian Convention. We've been talking about it for a while. Mm-hmm. If you are interested in going, you can go to mcconvention.org uh, and you can get a room and you can get ready to enjoy the fellowship and be at the convention. If you're only able to go on Saturday, this is March 10th and 11th, uh, the church is sending vans. So you can hop in a van. We've pre-registered everybody. Uh, you'll still have to go online and fill out a registration form, but you won't have to pay anything. And you get to enjoy a whole day of fellowship and workshops and lessons, and it's a great uh, environment and atmosphere to be encouraged and to be reminded uh, we are not alone uh, in our following Jesus. Did I see that this, like tomorrow the 15th, is the last day to get a room that's reserved in the convention price? Well, no, so it's a little... Tomorrow is the last day that you can go through the convention and your guaranteed space. Ah. After tomorrow, they will open up the rest of the hotel to the general public. So it's not that you won't be able to get a room through our convention rate. You'll still be able to get the rate, but you won't be guaranteed a space. 
So the convention reserves blocks of rooms for us for a certain amount of time until they open it up to try to fill the rest of the hotel for the weekend. Mm -hmm. So if you are going to come and spend the night on Friday, which I would recommend, um, we get a room rate there. I think it's $135 or something like that a night uh, for the lodge. But you got to reserve a room today or tomorrow is your last opportunity to be guaranteed a room. After that, you probably could still get a room, but there's no guarantee that there's going to be any left. So um, what's the next thing we had to talk about coming up? There's something else. Yeah. The XYZ dinner this coming Sunday, That's right after church. That's what it is. For 55 and older. I said 65 during <gasps> first service, and people got mad at me. <laughs> it's not 65 plus. It's 55 and older. Um, Cecil's going to be singing love songs. Cecil Brassfield. Oh. Uh, he is going to be singing some love songs. I heard him prepare, um, and they, I was surprised that he he's not doing... Um, He's not doing any Michael Jackson songs. I I really thought that he was going to throw some in there, but he's not doing any of those. But he's he's going to do some great love songs, and it's always a good time. Good, good food, good fellowship. And, uh, and we didn't really have anything else happening this week, so we just want to say happy Valentine's Day. And again, if you forgot to get a gift, go get a gift. Or if you forgot to tell get someone... Flowers. If you got to for, forgot to tell someone you love them, tell them you love them. Today's a good excuse to do that. So... Yeah. Okay, we have in the studio with us uh, a very dear friend of mine. Oh. We go way back. Way back. Probably further back than most people realize. Yes. Uh, this is Bethany Wybert. Hi. Everybody say, yeah. yay! I got cheer. Yay. It feels forced. It's <laughs> very forced. Uh, Bethany, why don't you tell us who you are and, and what you do here at Timberlake Christian Church? Okay. Um, I'm Bethany Wybert. I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of Missouri. Um, I work here at the church under Timberlake Counseling with Cheryl Botkins. Um, we do a lot of great stuff, but what do you want to know? <laughs> I don't know. You So you got into counseling and you married a guy from Moberly. Yes. Uh, many of you know Zach Wybert. And um, you come to Moberly and then I moved to Moberly. And it's strange because Bethany and I grew up together. Yes, we did. In Delaware. And the we first went, state, the best state. The first and best state. <laughs> and most people are like, where is Delaware? We don't even know that's a state. And it's just so crazy and cool how like we moved to Moberly and yeah. you're like, yeah, that's where I yeah. live. Yeah. Because I, I remember us coming out to Central together. We were in high school. We came out to here together to visit your brother and to check out the college because we were both interested in going to Central. She drove the big red dog, Clifford, right? Rex. Rex. We named it Rex. Oh, Rex. Rex the Explorer. That's right. Rex yeah. the Explorer. And I drove behind them. Yes. And well, we, first we came out on a plane. We Your did. mom took us to the airport. We came out on a plane to, to stay with Joe and Kendi mm -hmm. and see the school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that's we my drove brother. out when we, when we came to college. And right? we all drove out together. Yes. That's right. Um, crazy. Yeah. It's, it's been a while. It's, it's wild. So you, you start getting involved. You've been going to Timberlake for a while. Mm -hmm. And then you're doing counseling. Yeah. How'd you end up joining forces with Timberlake and with Cheryl? Well, I was doing counseling just uh, through private practice in the community, um, actually over at Olive Tree with uh, one of my colleagues, Jonathan Morgans, over there. And uh, when Daniel came out to Timberlake, we started talking about how we could make Timberlake just uh, just help with the, the focus on mental health, I guess. That's been a, a big driving, I don't know, like a push that we've been doing mm -hmm. is to incorporate mental wellness, mental health wellness. 
Um, so you and I started talking about how to do that. Cheryl was already doing a lot with the council ministry here. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of joined forces. I just kind of came along to help her. And it's been know, very been natural. Yeah, I just feel very like. natural. Just kind of it has been a natural progression. There, yeah. So to that end, you, you uh, see people, some that come to the Timberlake, some yeah. that are outside of the church. Yeah. What is, and you don't have to get specific, mm-hmm. but we, you made a joke earlier about how Valentine's Day is one of the leading <laughs> causes of mental, uh, <laughs> mental, health. mental health problems. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what is uh, something you've noticed, maybe a trend or maybe a, an issue or a mental health issue that seems to be on the rise in general, in the community. In the community. Oh, I'm, I'm putting her on the spot yeah, here. So. Yeah, that's all tough. Um, with young people, I feel like there's a lot more anxiety than I than I was seeing previously. I think some of that's maybe from COVID and everything we went through with that. Um, but just a lot of anxiety in like the Generation Z. Is that Gen Z, that sure. generation? Yeah. Um, so I, I see a lot of younger clients for those types of things. Um, depression's always a, a big one. So a lot of uh, clients with depression... Um, I see a lot of couples, but I think partly that's because there's not a lot of uh, therapists in the community that, that like working with couples. I really like working with couples, um, so I see a lot more of those. Um, yeah. yeah, that's good. I think that uh, the best way to deal with things like depression and, and anxiety is to just avoid it and not think about it. Is that? Do you find that <laughs> helpful? Is that working for you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, obviously we're not in a session right now we're not in a session I'm not on the other Uh, side yeah no I think it's it's really hard to I think the natural uh, response to anxiety is to avoid it yeah um, because it feels so uncomfortable we avoid the things that that make us feel anxious Mm -hmm. but that um, just kind of causes that anxiety cycle to spiral where now my brain feels good when I avoid the thing that makes me feel anxious and I will continue to do that and then I'll start avoiding more and more because it feels better to avoid it. Mm. And so it gets harder to um, cause us to, it, it gets harder to be uncomfortable and to make ourselves do the things that, that make us feel kind of anxious. Because mm. anxiety is a very human experience. Yeah, we all um, Yeah, we all have anxiety. So um, the idea of pushing through that and, and allowing yourself to be uncomfortable sometimes for the sake of getting better, I think is, is hard. So the stigmatism surrounding counseling used to be a lot worse. I think so. It's yeah. getting a lot better. I think yeah. it's getting better. But I do think, even though it's more accepted and not seen as like, oh, you've got major issues if you go see a counselor, because a lot more people do it, I, I do still think there is a, like, it's okay if other people do it, but it's not for me. Yes. What do you think, is there something that people, if they're thinking about, maybe I should go talk to someone, like, what's a roadblock that stops them from doing that, and how can they get over it? Yeah, I think there's a lot of barriers that kind of come up. Sometimes it's just as simple as, I, I don't know who the counselors are. I don't know how to find someone. I don't know if somebody is a, a good counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we want to go off of the referral of a friend, but people aren't, like you said, as likely to say, oh, I'm seeing a therapist and it's really working well for me. <laughs> you should so, see them yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. It's not so, like suggesting a sandwich. Like, yeah. I tried this sandwich. You should have it. You know, yeah. It's like a little bit more personal. Absolutely. And not everybody is a good fit for, for every therapist. You know, So you have to find someone that you feel like works well for you. Mm. Um, so that's definitely a barrier. Um just, just some misunderstandings maybe about the counseling process and how to start with that. It's usually really easy to get people set up. If someone contacts me, I can usually get them in in, in the next week, you know, to, to get in for an session, and it's it's pretty simple to get that all set up. So it's not as complicated as people think. Um, I'm trying to think of other barriers. Cost can be one, people being concerned about cost. 
Um, and that's definitely something here at Timberlake that, that we can work with people on. Um, and then, you know, being being Christian, like when I think about therapists that I want to see, I would want somebody faith-based, right? Somebody that mm-hmm. understands my values, my belief system. Yeah. And so, you know, that's a great thing that we offer as well. Not all of my clients are, are faith-based or Christian, but we definitely offer that. Yeah. I think sometimes, too, it's vulnerable to... It's hard enough to look at your own weaknesses in areas that you know need to be addressed. It's even worse to think about saying that out loud to somebody else and then what if you run into them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Avoid eye contact at all. It's a small costs. town, yeah. It is a small thing. I know for me, uh, I've been going through a season of high anxiety and I told Macy the other day, my wife, I said, I just I just want to sleep. Like I don't want to think about it especially on a rainy day like today, I just want to go to bed or avoid it or go eat food. Like, I just want to not, I want to distract myself. Just numb. Yeah, numb yourself to it. And I think that's a big temptation when it comes to barriers is we don't realize it's not a natural thing. We all want to get well and to be better, but it's not a natural thing to go work on it. Yeah. And And it does take effort. So I guess my encouragement is if that's something you're thinking about doing or even... You've got something you want to talk to someone about. Uh, we have tried through Timberlake Counseling to eliminate a lot of those barriers, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, whether it's cost or whether it's confidentiality or even you don't know who to go to and you're not comfortable going to someone you might go to church with, but you need help finding someone. Yeah. We can do that as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I try to tell people also is is if you need help finding someone, you know, being referred to someone, Cheryl and I are very familiar with the therapists in the community you know, therapists in Columbia, we can find someone that will meet your needs, whatever that is. Yeah. Okay. I think sometimes too, I think people are thinking it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. I'll save that, kind of like going to the doctor, Mm -hmm. I'll save that for the really big issues Mm -hmm. and I, and they don't, they don't get as much help as they could because they could address it while it's little or just be reassured about something instead of feeling like they have to wait until it's, yeah. torpedoed their whole life yeah. and those but we all know little things pile up and they don't just stay little things yeah. and it's a lot easier to you know clean a room when there's only a few things on the floor than wait till it's incredibly messy so. I, um, I, I I was in therapy for a, a while and um, after after a lot of work was done and I was just kind of going on a maintenance schedule type thing mm-hmm. and um, we used to laugh it was kind of like um, a woman cleaning out her purse. Mm-hmm. You know, you just dump <laughs> it out. The stuff. And you, some of it you can obviously just pick up and throw tr- straight in the trash. And some of it you have to look at and go, do I really need this or is it good? And the rest of it you just put it back in order and you put it back in your purse. Yeah. And it, so it was kind of like, okay, this is just my time to just say all the things that are on my mind that either it's confidential or I don't want to share it with somebody where it's going to get out. And they help you go, is that something you need to hang on to or is that something you can just put that in the trash and let go of it just clean it out and start over again yeah, yeah i love that idea that's a, that's a great analogy yeah. and i think with early intervention you know when you're talking about mental health um, problems then uh, early intervention just is so um, vital because when you're talking about an issue like depression or anxiety like as these things worsen they lead to uh, like secondary problems right so if, if i get so depressed that now i'm having trouble getting up and going to work, well, that may lead to a job loss. And so now we're talking about issues just compounding. Mm. So things can really get out of hand if you don't address them earlier on. That's a good idea. Yeah. And let me just say this. We, like, when we talk about mental health, we're talking about 
wholeness as a person. Yeah. So we're not saying it's not a matter of faith or we take our relationship with Jesus out of the picture. We're saying part of the process of following Jesus is also making sure yeah. you're doing okay mentally and and we need each other to help in that process, especially yeah. trained people that can help us walk through how do I tear down habits, build up better habits? How do I work through some of these issues? So it goes along with our walk with Jesus and uh, and that's a good thing. All right, we need to stop talking about that because we gotta get to the good stuff. Um, Bethany, you have known me since I was a baby. Since you were born. Really young. Um, do you have any stories that, that people need to hear or need to know about sure. about me? Again, I'm putting her on the spot, but this is the stuff that the, sure. the audience really wants to know. At what age? Daniel, at what age? I will give, <laughs> you want Daniel at two, at six, at 15. Like, I've got all the embarrassing stuff, so just tell me. You know. <laughs> Maybe they should book a session with you just to hear the stories. Yeah. Then they'll need to book more sessions. Yes, because of the trauma of what they heard. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We have, we have so many great memories together. We had a great childhood. We really I think did. so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of great memories that just involve the church and church camp. Like, those things are just some of my, my best memories as a kid. Mm. Um, I loved the church camp the year that we did kind of our first musical project together, the Pickle Song for Talent Show. <laughs> yes. Um, and you were great in that. You were, yeah. I I'm trying to remember if someone recorded that. I hope so. That I don't think a, they it did. It was a great number. I do not remember this song. Please tell me there was choreography. You know, there probably was. I, if it had to do with me, I'm sure there was choreography. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, what is something that people should know about you? Uh, a little tidbit about you. doesn't have to be necessarily professional, but oh, okay. you, you, you work with us. You're on staff. You have been involved in this church. What's something people should know about you? About me, okay. Yeah, you personally. Um, hmm. It doesn't have to be like your deep dark Ooh, secrets. I don't Just know. like <laughs> um, I will. I could tell them something. Okay, tell me something. So, me. so Bethany is uh, is is very passionate about being an East Coast girl. That's true. Yeah. And and in the summertime, you'll see her in sandals quite often. Yes. Rainbow sandals. Yeah. Um, right. And what you should know about her is she she's a bit emo on the inside. <laughs> Yeah, I've always been into feelings. Uh huh. Absolutely. This, this career chose me. I never. Yeah, it did choose yeah. you. I just mean like musically. I can remember yes. like mm -hmm. we're talking dashboard confessional. We're talking yeah. like like heart throb, rip your yeah. heart out yeah. of your chest emotions. My brother describes my taste in music as uh, whiny boys crying about girls, <laughs> and that is that's my go-to. Anything like that. That's I my lane. It. I'm sure I love it. That's my lane. Oh man, that's good. Um. Well, we are so grateful to have Bethany here on staff, and I, it has been kind of cool to have like a a, a full circle moment to yeah. be like in the same town. When yeah, lifelong friends. When I was yeah. when I was in uh, the church I was at before, I randomly got a phone call from Bethany and her husband, or was it Zach? Maybe yeah. Zach. Zach called me, and he's like, "Hey, could we come see you?" And I'm like, <laughs> "What? We're two hours away," and then he was all cryptic. Well, it turns out they were about to have a child. Yeah, so we wanted to tell them. And they and they wanted to tell us, but I think secretly he just wanted to check out the minivan <laughs> yeah. to see what dad life was yeah. all about. And, yeah, you uh, really got him interested in the minivan. I'm telling you, man, it's great. So uh, we're so grateful to have Bethany. And if, if counseling is something you've thought about, maybe you're okay with other people, but you haven't really thought maybe it's something I need to do. Um, it's not, again, it doesn't, the stigmatism around it does not have to stop you. And um, we have some incredibly talented people here uh, with Bethany and Cheryl and they can help 
you connect you with people that uh, can help you or if, if it's not them. So yeah, absolutely. we're grateful for you. Well, thank you. Very thank much you so. so. Much. Grateful for the, the privilege of being able to work with the community here. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me give you the blessing uh, of the week. I brought out the big Bible for this one. This is, uh, wow. this is significant. Um, I was thinking about Brian's sermon, and a verse came to mind, and it's the verse out of Galatians. And Brian was talking about how we need one another and, uh, and how the relationships we have and loving as family matter so much. And in Galatians chapter 5, Paul writes these words. He says, you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. And we think about freedom as red-blooded Americans. We love freedom. We shoot off fireworks and shoot off our guns during 4th of July because we hoorah freedom. But when someone is given freedom, what's like the first temptation they have? Let me put it in a different context. You're girls. So you might not understand this as noticing. much. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> You're women. You're women. Uh, when a, let's say a 15-year-old, 16-year-old boy gets his license for the first time. Speed. And he finally gets the freedom to drive however he wants and listen to whatever he wants while he drives. What's typically the first thing he does? Speeds. Yes. I mean, we want to put the hammer down. We want to turn the music on that how fast mom go. wouldn't let us listen to. Absolutely. And when we get the first taste of freedom, our tendency is to... Good. break the law you know what i mean and i think as people we have that tendency is i'm free to say whatever i want to do whatever i want uh don't try to hinder or stop me and a lot of times we use our freedom to uh, break the law and paul says you have been given freedom in christ jesus but do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence the freedoms we have as christians to do what we want to say what we want to go where we want to go um is not an excuse to self-indulge, specifically in this area. But through love, become servants to one another. And so the idea is Jesus freed you from your sin. He forgave you, but that comes with now a response and a responsibility to care for and love those around you. The term uh, serve one another here really is become slaves of one another. So much so that I'm indebted to you as my brother or sister in Christ. So you're called to freedom, so serve one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And so the blessing this week is God has given us freedom, and that freedom should be our motivation to love and serve one another. So this week, think about how you can use your freedom to love and serve those around you. There's a warning. We're going to end with this warning. Verse 15. If, however, you choose not to use your freedom to serve one another, but if, however, you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. And the warning is, if we choose to use our freedom as an excuse for self-indulgence, what you're going to end up with is a lot of broken relationships and an appetite for selfishness that will never be sated. Uh, service and loving one another will produce satisfaction. Selfishness will always produce more selfishness. So think, how can I serve this week and how can I use my freedom to love and bless those around me? That's it? Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us this week. God bless you all and we'll see you next week on another episode of The Ripple Effect. See you later.